On Shabbos, we read about which animals are permitted or forbidden for us to eat. The Pasik says, Moshe Rabbeinu told Klal Yisrael, Zoysechai These are the animals that you may eat. And Rashi says something incredible. Malama choy Moshe oichis bechaya umara oisel Yisrael. Moshe picked up every animal and showed them to Klal Yisrael. Zoys techelu, bezoys loy techelu. This one you may eat and this one you may not eat. Then he did the same thing with the birds and the fish and every other creature. He held up one of every species and showed it to Klal Yisrael. You should know for all generations, this is kosher and this is not kosher. This is permitted, this is forbidden. The question is, there were hundreds of thousands of different animals and birds and insects and fish. How did Moshe know which ones were kosher and which ones were not kosher? How did Moshe have access to all this information? The Gemara says in Sech Deschulen, it was the Rabboni Shloilam himself that taught it to Moshe. The Pasuk says, Zois Achaya Ashatechelo. The Pasuk uses the expression Zois. Anytime the Torah mentions the word Zois, it connotes a physical demonstration. Malamet Shetafes HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mikol Min Emin Baruch Hu picked up every type of animal, every living creature, and demonstrated it to Moshe. This you may eat, and this is forbidden to eat. Why was it necessary for Hashem to physically demonstrate it to Moshe? The Gemara says in Sechdes Menachos, Shloisha Devarim is Kasha Behem Moshe. Three halachas were difficult for Moshe to comprehend until Hashem displayed it to him. And these are the three Menorah, the Zeh Masa HaMenorah. Hashem showed Moshe a fiery illustration of how it should be constructed. The second one was the complexity of the Moila, the intercalation of the calendar. And the third one was all the various creatures. In all these instances, the Torah writes Zeh. Hashem personally demonstrated to Moshe Rabbeinu. The Graal says these three mitzvahs are referenced in Moshe's name. Mem, Shin, Hey, Menorah, Shratzim, Hachoydesh. Question is, if we are going to accentuate the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu, shouldn't it be for things that he was well versed on, things he didn't need Hashem's help? Why are we highlighting the halachas that he didn't understand? And perhaps the acronym of Moshe is teaching us that the essence of a person is what they toil to understand, not what comes easy to them. Before Moshe asked Hashem for help, he exerted much energy. He endured sleepless nights to understand Hashem's Torah. But after a while, he said, Hashem, I did all I can. I need your help understanding and teaching it to all future generations. And Hashem said, I value your Amela so much that your name, Moshe, is going to embody the work and effort you expended to understand my Torah. You will carry that effort and wear it as a badge of honor. Along those lines, in Parsha Shemini, on the words Darash, Darash, Moshe, Chazal say that between these two words of Darash is exactly the middle of the Torah. The first Darash is the last word of the first half of the Torah, and the second Darash is the first word of the second half of the Torah. What is the significance of this dual expression of Darash in the center of the Torah? And perhaps it's this same message. The essence of Torah, the underlying message that permeates all of Torah, is to be a darash, to be a seeker, a mavakish, an inquirer, to yearn and aspire to understand the words of the Torah. Rabbi Shmuel Arbach told over this amazing story. 
One of the holy tzaddikim of Yishalayim had an amulet, a kamea, that he would lend out to people in need of Yeshua. This Kabbalistic document was written by the Taz, who lived in the 16th century, the author of the Ture Zav on the Shulchan Arach. This kamea was extremely effective, and many people who were sick, after wearing it, were healed. Women who were childless, conceived. The owner of the kamea was very curious as to what was written on the concealed piece of parchment that held such power. He was reluctant to open it, because an amulet generally loses its power once it's opened. But he reasoned that he could copy the secret names of Hashem written on it onto a new parchment and preserve the ability to help people going through their hardships. One day, curiosity got the better of him, and he opened it. He looks at it, and he's flabbergasted. Much to his astonishment, this unique sacred text did not bear any holy names of Hashem or names of angels. Instead, in the handwriting of the Taz was one line, and it read, Rabbi Nishalolim, please bring salvation and blessings to the person wearing this amulet in the merit of my deep toil to understand the words of a toisvis in Mesech Cholen, Daf Tzadikvav, Atkan. Amazing. This is the power of Torah. This is the reward for effort and diligence in understanding one toisvis. People still experience Yeshua's hundreds of years later. This is the power and the potency of effort. In other areas of life, it's all about results. Not so when it comes to Ruchnius. This is saying, you get an A for effort. But as we know, that's a backhanded compliment. It's like saying, you failed at this task, but at least you gave it your best shot. But you will still not get that promotion. But in Judaism, it's all about the effort. So even if you don't see results right away, keep on giving it all you got. Because you never know the impact it will have down the road. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.